Welcome to eAssist Growing Your Dental Business Podcast. Tune in as the experts in dental business share tips and tools to grow your practice. To learn more, visit dentalbilling.com. Please welcome our next guest. Welcome to another episode of Growing Your Dental Business. I'm Penny Reed with eAssist, and we are coming to you live from the Hinman meeting. Obviously, you're, you're hearing this later. If you hear any background noise, that is a noise that we've wanted to hear for a long time mm. uh, since COVID. So I'm super excited to have here today one of my new friends and super, super talented dentist and educator, Dr. Michael Gelb. Michael, it's great to be with you today. Penny, great to be here with you. Awesome. So, you know, typically when we have guests on, you may expect some of the traditional, how do we grow our practice, team communication. It, it may tend to be more around what I would call bread and butter dentistry. And Dr. Gelb has really uh, implemented some amazing services into his practice. And because I know he's, he's got another event that he'll be heading into shortly, um, would love for you to tell us um, how, how you found a way to serve your patients that's also really grown your practice. Yeah, great question. So I came into dentistry. My father was a TMJ lecturer, expert, author, and I went into dentistry because I wanted to help people get rid of their headaches, their neck aches, their clicking, their popping. I was really you know, impressed by what his patients would tell him. And then what I discovered after about 10 years is there was something called the airway. And that we could really get more into health and wellness and affect the whole body beyond my wildest dreams now by opening the airway. So the technology in the last 10 years, we now have home sleep testing. We have comb beams. I'm on my fifth comb beam unit. Wow. So I take the largest possible field I can. I'm the opposite of a lot of dentists. I want to discover as much as I can. I send it to a board certified radiologist. So I'm looking at the airway. I'm getting down to C7. I'm seeing scoliosis. I'm seeing postural changes in women as they age and somewhat in men. And then probably, so that's been super exciting, transforming lives, getting rid of panic attacks, anxiety, depression. I'm preventing Alzheimer's and dementia because I'm getting patients, I'm lowering inflammation. Right. So you would see my aesthetics, my before and afters, on my, after five months, the women, their eyes light up. They've got lips again. They probably don't have big bags under their eyes. And it's transformative. And then they right. feel better and they're happier. And it's, that was really cool. But in the last, I'd say, three to four years, we've been growing the airway with orthodontics. So we call it the Tau Method, TMJ Airway Orthodontics. And it's something that's so cool for any practice because you don't have to market. The patients are actually sitting in your hygiene chair sitting in your restorative chair, we, 85% of these patients are undiagnosed, unrecognized. Wow. And they're already in your practice. More they're than sitting likely. right there. So what I say to dentists, stop doing the night guards that you've been doing for 50 years that actually are shoving the jaw back. Mm. So if you do the night guard, like they taught you in dental school, there's a 50 to 70% chance, I think almost 90 that you're closing the airway every night with your night guard. Wow. So we say do no harm. Just let's start to make that shift. It's a paradigm. So this meeting at the Hinman is called Disruptions, Navigating Disruptions. Mm -hmm. I'm a disruptor only because I believe that we're about health and wellness and dentistry. I don't really think we're just here to maintain teeth and restore right. teeth. I think we can do a lot better than that. And we are the best specialty in medicine. That is the dental team 
because most of the obstruction is behind the upper jaw and behind the lower jaw, mm -hmm. behind the palate, behind the tongue. Mm -hmm. And everything that we do with the upper jaw affects the nose. So nasal breathing has become really synonymous with health, nasal mm -hmm. breathing. So mm -hmm. the book Breath by James Nestor, there's a lot of hygiene, there's a lot of myofunctional therapists talking about nasal breathing. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of are getting the dental practices to implement this in any dental practice in the country. And not only does it increase revenue, it transforms the dental team, the dentist, and certainly transforms the patient because they're healthier and people are getting into health and wellness now. So you're now coming to the dentist for health and wellness and you actually do more dentistry and you're going to do a lot more orthodontics because our skulls have changed mm -hmm. over the last two to 300 years. Our faces are getting smaller. There's crowding. There's not room for wisdom teeth. So mm -hmm. you're actually going to do orthodontics on these patients. Expansion orthodontics, though. Mm -hmm. Not traditional. Airway-friendly orthodontics. And that is a complete win-win for everybody. And then they don't have to wear my bite plate every night for the rest of their life. Wow. Wow. Well, and, and me not being a dentist, although I have, there have been several people in the past that were like, oh, you're a dentist. I'm like, no, no, no. I can speak dental. That, that's about it. Uh, but what I'm hearing when you're describing that, I think about the usual response that we have when we get stressed, right? We hold our breath, right? And then when we hold our breath, right, how we begin to feel, I mean, it, it impacts everything. Or if you've been underwater for too long, well, that, that's how my brain correlates to a, a person just not being able to get enough oxygen on an ongoing basis. And what you're saying is we don't realize what all that's impacting. You know what? That you're just, and that's perfect what you just said. So my patients, they're breathing through a straw or a coffee stir. They're breathing mm -hmm. through a straw. And I showed them that on the comium. They go, oh my God. And like you said about affecting stress. So mm -hmm. right now you and I are breathing, let's say 14 to 16 times a minute. We're breathing in, breathing out. So if we just slow down our breathing and we go four seconds in, and then we hold and we do four seconds out, that's done more to relax my nervous system than anything I've done in the last eight hours. If we can teach our patients to slow our breathing down and do what we call buteco breathing, mm -hmm. you could do pranayama, you could do Wim Hof, but we like Boteco, slow down our breathing. So we're having hygienists, we're having the hygienists as health coach, dental assistants are, tr are training our patients on how to breathe. We want to get patients back into that parasympathetic, mm -hmm. vagus nerve, mm -hmm. meditative, yoga kind of state. Because we're so charged up with iPhones and iPads. And right. And then let's throw COVID in there. And how many people are still, right? It, it's kind of... For those of us that are control freaks, okay, I'm raising my hand, and then all of a sudden we're in a situation that we've never seen before where we can't control we can't control whether or not we get to go to the store, whether or not we have a mask on, uncertainty, especially in the dental industry. Right. Can we see patients? Can we not? Is my team going to want to come back from work? Are they not? Right. So a ton of stress. Tremendous. And so the night guards were going from one lab was making 300 night guards a day. They went up right away to a thousand night guards a day because everyone's clenching. Mm -hmm. People were breaking restorations. People are getting facial pain. People are getting tooth sensitivity. But what we say, those are all signs that you probably have an underlying airway problem. Wow. So we're teaching people now that if patients are coming in with clenching, before you make that night guard, do a home sleep test. Mm -hmm. It's a technology that we can give out from the dental office. 
it allows us to work with the physician and he'll diagnose or her, she will diagnose that whether mm -hmm. we have a sleep apnea or upper airway resistance and then write the prescription for the dentist to do an oral device. So this is something that we can upgrade what we're doing with night guards. We should be probably charging something that's a fair price. So I said to someone, what's a fair price? I said, if I'm going to transform your life, is it worth the price of a crown? Oh, yeah. I think it's worth two crowns to transform absolutely. your whole, it's basically, it's priceless. Well, absolutely, because you think, um, and I've heard stats before, you probably know this more than I would, how many times we chew a day, right? So that's, that's how often, primarily, that you're using a crown. You contrast that to how many times a day that you breathe, right? There's, yeah, you, right, you can't even exactly, compare the two. Exactly, so that's what my, my partner, Lane Martin, talks about, how many times a day we breathe versus how many times our teeth should touch. And I say our teeth touch every time we swallow. We swallow two to 3,000 times a day, but mm -hmm. you can't go more than three to four minutes without breathing. And a lot, because our skulls have changed, our breathing has become compromised. Mm -hmm. You add to that some uh, interproximal reduction with clear aligners, headgear, and the way our orthodontics has been done over the years. And now we have a all sorts of complications, complications right. that we could be avoiding and preventing mm -hmm. in the dental world. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Well, and, and if you would share a little bit, because I can, I can imagine not having been in your office, right? What happens with your own team when you begin to integrate this into the practice as far as their enthusiasm and excitement level watching people's lives change? Because this is exactly what's happening. It makes it more of a career where you're excited to see the health changes in the patients. You're, you're seeing people's lives transform right in front of you over a one-month, two-month, three-month period. And it just, it not only just, it, it opens your heart up. It, only, mm -hmm. it not only makes you really happy and satisfied with your career choice, but you're doing it from your family. We're now treating the children of all, all our, our team members. We're treating their parents. We're giving out these diagnostic studies to everyone we know because it's really, we've made it so easy to do. And so it becomes a more... It's part of preventing burnout. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about stress and dentistry and burnout, and Eric Block talks about that. Part of preventing burnout is really loving to get up every day, go into the office because you're going to get these transformations, and the patients are so thankful. And I get it from the teams that I'm talking to at Hinman. They've been looking for something like this, and they knew that there was more to dentistry. And this just says, God, this makes so much sense because look at the transformation. Like, they can see it in the eyes. They can see it in the lips. They can see it in the patient's face, how much more energy they have, how much more refreshed they have, mm -hmm. and it affects our mood. And so sleep is probably, it's a hidden path to wellness. Absolutely. You wouldn't imagine, and you said it, but just because the way you breathe, and we're breathing all day and we're breathing all night. What if I can make your airway like a garden hose? And what if I could give you a garden hose to breathe out of 24 hours a day? That mm -hmm. is... So I would say the orthodontic, and we keep getting recharged by adding things to the practice, but I bring in an associate, let's say, that knows how to do that. And it's like, it's exciting me after 38 years in the field to know, God, and it's not that I missed it for 30, because I was always ahead of the curve with opening airway, but now sure. that we're growing the airway and we have five or six techniques to grow someone's airway, the patients, and you could see it on the comb beam so clearly, and you could see it on the sleep test. And now there's a book called Breath by James Nestor that people mm -hmm. are reading, and my book, Gasp. 
I'm just excited that dentistry can keep going into this arena of health and wellness. And it teams are excited about it. The public is excited about it. And I want to like shout it from the rafters that I think this is just the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, of course. Well, and I think it is too. I'm super excited that, that we're having the time to visit with you today about this. And I can only imagine how excited your audiences are and, and uh, as you and I were talking earlier, for almost 30 years, I was a practice management coach. So okay. I have a lot of dentists that, you know, they're my friends. They're almost like family. And even before COVID, there was a lot of burnout, right? I mean, it's 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 a it's grind. A it's no a pun intended, right? Yeah. It's a grind with, with everything that you do and how frustrating at times that it can be. And I've had some say, you know, hey, is this all there is? I think I want to go be a truck driver, right? I think I want to, I think I want to go do something, anything other than what I'm currently doing. And I think it's more than likely it's because we've been limited, you know, as to what we thought that we would be able to do and what we thought we would be able to influence. I'm curious, um, because I know we only have a few more minutes here. Let's talk a little bit about the conversations that you encourage dentists, you know, once they decide to adopt this and and take the right courses and, and the technology. What are some of the questions that you encourage dentists and their teams to ask the patients to determine what their quality of life is yeah. or, or how they may benefit from it's this? Great question. So men are in denial and women speak in code. Men are from Mars. Women are, so when we're speaking to the patient, the husband goes, no, I don't have a problem. My wife, it's, I don't snore. I don't have a, it's her, her problem. I feel fine. And the woman goes, oh, no, my, my husband, he's the one who really snores. It's not me. We've got to start looking at the medical history. So the first thing I say, Penny, could you be more refreshed? And everyone's going to say, God, I could be more refreshed. Like, I feel okay now, but like, I could, oh, I could take a nap anytime. I could be more refreshed. And so you get that honesty. But then you look, half my patients in New York City are on Wellbutrin, Lexapro, Zoloft. Everyone's on it. So we all have anxiety, a little depression, but we all have anxiety. Then you look at Tums, you look at Nexium. Everyone's got acid reflux, or a lot of people have that. You look at panic attacks. Then you look at high blood. So when I look at the medical history, all of a sudden, I love the medical history. I couldn't stand it before. I didn't know why. Right. It, it, was, a, it was a pain, and it slowed you down. But right? now, <laughs> now it's the key, because remember, these patients are hidden. There's a reason why only 15, 1-5% are diagnosed. They're hidden. They're not going to come in. Uh, I have an airway, Penny, I've got an airway problem. Unless they've read breath or gasp, they're mm-hmm. not coming in and di- self-diagnosing. Mm-hmm. And it's a fact they're in denial. So if you look at the medications they're on mm-hmm. and you ask them if they snore, they're not even. But that's how we have to have the conversation. Can't just be at how your grandkids. If we really, really care about our patients, and I'm talking about preventing dementia. So I'm talking if you and I are not getting good sleep now, let's say in our 40s or our 50s, in 20 years, that's when we start this thing called the neurocognitive impairment, dementia, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's, but it starts 20 years before that. We've got to start putting out the fire like Karen Davis says. We've got to start putting down inflammation like Bale and Dineen say. We've got to look at inflammation now in our patients, and that's with things like night guards, sleep devices, getting rid of bacteria in the mouth, stuff that Susan Maples does, mm-hmm. HR5. We've got to start doing that, you know, disinfection protocols in the mouth. It's all part of this overall picture of lowering inflammation. My part is through the airway. Someone else might like to do it through, you know, oral systemic type mm-hmm. of stuff like mm-hmm. Susan does. But we're all on the same team. And so I like to have those honest conversations with patients. 
and really get in because a lot of us are just hiding. We're in denial. And this is a hidden problem. Absolutely. And, and it's funny. I'm going to tell on myself a little bit, which is not unusual for me. I wake up in the middle of the night, almost every night, for who knows what reason, right? And sometimes I get on Facebook. I know I shouldn't, right? Big sleep pattern disruptor. And if you look to see who's on instant messenger, what in the world? I mean, I'm thinking, why am I up? And then I'm like, hey, everybody's up. Like, what's going on? And and I wonder, right? It, it could be too much caffeine. Who, who knows what it could be? But I, that probably also illustrates a lot of the principle that you're talking about. Why in the world are we awake in the middle of the night? You know what? Our society is tired. A lot of us are sleeping in two phases, biphasic. So we'll sleep three and a half. We'll get up for an hour or two. And that's not uncommon. I think our ancestors used to do. So there's nothing wrong with that. The question is, when we look at the blue light, when we look at the screen, what does that do to inhibit the melatonin? Mm -hmm. And then is it that easy to get back to sleep? So I'm thinking we're learning more. We're reading books, Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff. And it's becoming, it's good that we have these conversations now like we're having. Absolutely. Because we'll say, look, maybe I listen to Gelb. Maybe I should try to tape my lips at night. Mm -hmm. We want to do something that doesn't cost any money. We tape our lips at night. We become nose breathers. Wow. Is this like a duct tape? Do you have like a tape you don't preference? Have, well, it depends on what kind of partner you have. Sometimes we do want to duct tape our partner, but this is paper This is paper There are tape. people right now that are laughing and they're thinking, I have been praying for a way to do Gelb, that. And yeah. now I can play the podcast back and say, you know, Dr. Said Gelb it. said you should try this. It's yeah, like you the might least expensive first step. Oh do it. God. Do it. You know, we like the paper tape by 3M okay. and there's other types of tape. But once you get over the claustrophobic part of it and you know that you can breathe through your nose, and I'm doing it right now, it's like we all should be nose breathers. Mm -hmm. And so it's looking at the anatomy and we, we look at wear of teeth and we think that the patient's trying to like grind their way. They're trying to do CPR themselves to mm -hmm. open their airway at night. Mm -hmm. But if we can even start just nasal breathing, it'll start to change our nervous systems and it'll start to reverse this always type of on sympathetic fight or flight and get us back more into the rest and digest, get us more into that slowing down our breathing. And I think it's like, it's a pro we start exercising more. It's a mm -hmm. process. Mm -hmm. Got to be open. I would say everyone should take a home sleep test. That would be my advice today. Mm -hmm. Get your team tested. Be free to call me up. It's mgelb at gpsfordental.com. Michael Gelb, you know, we're here to help you get the sleep test. When you get the sleep test, it gets automatically read by a board-certified sleep physician. Wonderful. So we have physicians in every state in the United States. They can read, and they'll tell you, dentist, it's okay for you guys to do those devices. We'll give you a prescription, mm -hmm. and sometimes medical insurance will pay for it if it's nice. at a certain level, which is pretty great. Mm -hmm. So That's I awesome. think it's win-win-win for the team. Absolutely, and I have to tell you, I was practicing the nasal breathing while we were talking here, and... No pun intended. I felt a little bit like Mr. Miyagi. Like I, I've been on ever. You know what I'm saying? We're at these meetings. It well, works. I've been on ever since I got here and it works. So hopefully those of you that, that are tuning in, even for the last minute or two here that we're talking, breathe, do the nasal breathing. And from someone, I'm a business person, right? Not a clinical person, but it makes so much sense. It really does. Yep. And I, I was talking to a yogi. He goes, Michael, if you're talking, you're not breathing. So he wants me to listen more. He wants me to, and even that one minute to two minute thing that we were just doing, it feels so good to breathe. It feels 
It's like a glass of water when you're thirsty. There's nothing better than a glass of water. What reminds me, um, I, I had a thought of vacation on the beach, right? And part of the reason is if you stay on the water and you walk out on the balcony, what's one of the first things you do? It's like, okay, I'm here and you... You breathe. You breathe. So we, we hope that you've enjoyed this vacation from... Bread and butter dentistry, and today, look now. Now I actually think that I'm uh, like some sort of talk show radio host here. So um, I definitely thank you so much for being with us and and for thank sharing you. your email, for sharing a lot of what your message is at the Hinman. It's been so great to be it's wonderful to meet you. So great to be back here with people, hasn't See, it? It's yeah, fascinating. absolutely. And then, if you would, you've mentioned your book, Gasp. What is the best way for the listeners to purchase your book? If you go on Amazon. You'll see gasp, and uh, it's been it's been popular in the dental industry. We give it out to all our patients. It's really for the public. Okay. But it's great to read as a dentist because it explains it in pretty basic, simple terms, mm-hmm. and it goes from birth to older age, and where you can. And it's never too late to intervene. We like early intervention because sure. we like to get the brain of our mm-hmm. kids optimally mm-hmm. developed. Mm-hmm. But you can get it on Amazon, and we're happy to walk you through and help you implement airway into your practice. That's awesome. And I would imagine you're mentioning that it's great for dentists to read. It would probably be wonderful for the dental team uh, the whole as team. well, right? Absolutely. The entire team to read. Yes. Fantastic. Thank you so well, much. Well, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate your time, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. We will. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks. The purpose of this podcast is to interview the consultants within our eAssist Consultant Network. This podcast is for informational purposes only. For more details, please visit the homepage of this podcast platform at dentalbilling.com. Thanks for listening.